Current mood. I poured a bottle of red wine into my empty crystal skull vodka bottle. I'm pretending I'm drinking the blood of my enemy directly from their skull. Hello and welcome to episode 210 of Under the Cull of MS. Another Thursday, a little bit of comics, a little bit of MS, a little bit of whatever episode. And today we are going to get caught up on some more things I overread. <laughs> so trying to get through the rest of this pile. And we're going to start out with a very interesting, beautiful virgin cover, foil cover of a gentleman drinking a little glass of blood and getting some on himself. This is called... If I find it, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Tea Time, number one. The little one shot. And it's fun because you get basically Buffy, Xander, and Willow telling their own versions of a little story of Giles turning into a vampire. And there are a variety of fun little stories. Uh, I don't want to give them away because each one has its own little uh, cliches and fun little thoughts of what would happen and how the characters would react and all that. And of course, the girls pick on Xander as much as possible. But uh, it's just fun watching their little visions of Giles turning into a vampire and them having having to deal with them and what would happen. And I can't really say, is Giles actually a vampire? Is these just stories that they're saying? Or is, has he turned? I mean, find out if he did, who... Who turned them and what happened or whatever. I don't know. You might find out some of that information in here. But you're going to have to read it to find out. But yeah, the cover alone is the reason I bought it. And just, it's it's a beautiful looking cover of Giles drinking that glass of this little English tea style glass of blood. English blood tea. But yeah, I was very happy with this. Decent size. Nice thick comic. Uh, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer Tea Time. Check it out. Nice little one shot. Don't even have to follow any storyline or anything to jump into it. You can read that by itself. So, And then I got a copy of the hardcover Dracula Motherfucker uh, comic. I was hoping this would be a lot like uh, I'm going to get you, sucker, uh, Big Bad Mama, uh, Aft, that style. That style comic, it's got a little bit of that, but not as much as I'd like. It's a very interesting story about a character that just so happens to have the last name of Parker. Uh, it's a very Bram Stokery style uh, vampire story. Uh, sticks with that 
that type of line. Artworks visually. I mean, it gives you that feel of a messed up dream style artwork, which fits for the storyline and everything. I en- I enjoyed it. I didn't get it right away because uh, I heard a review by someone else. I believe in our club and they just, the way they described it and how quick it was. I'm like, well, I'll wait till I get a deal on it. And I ended up getting a really good deal. So (laughs) I uh, picked it up and basically that day read through it in no time at all. But yeah, it's got its weird points. It's got some, a couple confusing moments and stuff, but overall, it's a fun look at Dracula. Uh, a different look, not fully different. You get, like I said, it it plays a lot on the Bram Stoker story lines, so you get the little tweaks here and there. Uh, like I mentioned, Harker, the three girls, and stuff like that. They stick with that concept. So, check that out. It's worth it if you're a fan of that genre. If you like the vampires and stuff like that, you like Dracula, the Bram Stoker style would be something worth checking out for you. And then we picked up the second issue of The Nice House on the Lake. Another. Another great DC Black Lale that I was looking at next month's uh, list of upcoming titles. I usually always have a bigger Marvel pull list than I do DC, but now DC's taking over because I think I'm reading at least four DC Black Label uh, runs right now. I, I got, oh, 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 just in time. Who do we got? Hello, WKRB. Oh, hi, Sophia, you wonderful little telemarketer, sweetie. I'm so glad you called me today. But we don't want to hear you live on the air, so go away. <laughs> uh, I don't have a Discover card, you dumbass. <laughs> so quit telling me my discovery card has issues. Alright. But nice house on the lake. We get a little love affair style thing here going. I don't know, a guy that's uh the character that brought them into this house. If you don't remember the storyline, a group of people get invited to this house on a lake in Wisconsin, and they're basically Basically going through and finding out that, well, they found out in the first one that aliens, basically, the world's being wiped out. Uh, These are the last people alive. They're people of specific things, scientists, writer, and just a variety of different people, accountant, uh, reporter, comedian, doctor. And there's there's a variety of characters in here. And the gentleman that 
invited them to their house. It's this one starts out with a story of one character that was really close to him, and it kind of gives you a little look into how more of how these characters met. There's a basics, not script, but daily diary type things that the different characters are. You get to see what they're saying to each other and talking about. It's basically transcripts of the house log. There's a computer that's basically keeping transcripts, everything that's being said, apparently. I'm guessing that's how it's being done. And there's a list of different things to do. And there's these little images that they're trying to figure out what these images and codes stand for. They find out that there's this fake statue outside that if you go up to it and touch it, you can see what happened to everybody you knew and loved. Uh, basically, you get to watch them get their faces burnt off from nuclear warfare and shit like that. It's a very interesting layout how they do it. They give you like little blueprint images for different rooms. Uh, the one character, I, and I thought it was any character here, I'd want to be this one because she's like all oh, that fucker as she goes into this big ass library. And here's a whole wall of just all kinds of graphic novel, comic books, Sandman, and, uh, all kinds of just different key issue graphic novels and stuff are on this shelf. And apparently these are all books that the gentleman that set them up with the house, Walter, I believe his name is, told her about and said, you should read these. They're really good. And she never did. So he's got a whole collection for her to read now if she wants. And she happens to find a little key in a lock thing behind some books. That we're going to find out more about later, I'm assuming. But the rest of the char two characters wander through the library while the rest of the characters are basically looking at that statue and touching it and getting little flash flashbacks of what happened to the people they loved. Um, you kind of see a Walter figure kind of all like aliened out in here, kind of like he's in the background, but not. So you don't really know. I'm, and like I said, it is issue two, so we're very far out from finding <laughs> out enough information that makes any sense yet. But they, we do get the concept that they're in a dome because one character goes out and hits a wall, an invisible wall, and then tries to follow it around to see if he can figure out where, if there's an opening, is it one solid thing all the way around them, what's the perimeter, and all this stuff, and they're just constantly finding things, like, special things that they enjoy are there in plenty. They're basically supplied with everything that, that this Walter guy knew, knows everything about all these people and basically sets them up pretty good. 
Uh, we checked out Noctira number five. This runs, yeah, still going. I wouldn't say going strong. Uh, in this one, you basically got the boy that has the that's turning into one of these shade characters, and his sister. They're in a camp now, uh, an area where they can get some help. They have a light room that he can go into, and they can try and get rid of it, get the shade out of his body, which I don't know if they can. I highly doubt it. Looks like he's at that turning point, but yet they do some stuff, and it works. There's this big room with a bed in it that's like a giant Eden. It's got sunlight coming from the ceiling, and it's just a room where they try and work on transforming people that may have got attacked. Uh, the sister gets offered to be put in there, but she doesn't do it, which makes no sense because she's been scratched by her brother, I believe. It's like, at least get your arm healed and stuff. Don't risk it in time to change, and that's pretty stupid in my opinion scientist guy that came with them they find out a little bit more they get go in this room they get told that they can stay or go they don't have to stay there uh they go in this room and they see this big glass wall and it's all dark and they turn on some lights and here you see these really huge giant shade creatures behind the wall and these are apparently humans that have turned so you get to see that and learn a little bit more. You get to find out what this place is, whether they want to stay or not, what's going on overall with it. And, of course, it ends with some little excitement in the end. And you're just waiting for that next that issue number six to find out what's going to happen next. But I don't know. I'm going to give it issue six. I'm not sure how long this run's gonna go. I hope it's gonna end. <laughs> I don't want it to be a long ongoing. Uh, I'll, I'll go twelve issues tops probably, but that's gonna be pushing it. I uh, someone came across issue number six of a very interesting comic that I told you about, Six Pack and Dog Welder. Finally got the final issue, 6 of 6. In here, you get to see the gang going up in space. And find out some really weird things that happen with Constantine and uh, Guts <laughs> and Bueno. <laughs> the Those three characters, some interesting stuff happened with them. And then we get to have some other fun events going on with the Baylor character and Constantine and stuff. And they're just these storylines that they're talking about and getting everything ready and dog welders getting ready to go out outside the space shuttle to to these two big stars you have two basically suns sun star looking things that are about to clash and if they collide all of existence is going to probably just basically explode away and get devoured so 
dog welder is the only one that can really do anything and he goes he's going out into space to deal with these two stars and i'm not going to give it away you gotta read this comic if you want to know everything that happens i mean it's just a ton of fun it's so strange i hated the dog welder character to start with when i only had one issue didn't care for it. I'm like, really? You got well dogs on the people's faces, and how are you gonna do that in the first place when people's faces aren't made of metal? So it's like you can't make contact point. Yeah, it's just it's very strange comic. But damn it, <laughs> I'm so glad I picked up issue two through five accidentally without number six and read those and then got sucked in and finally got the sixth one and then the person that hooked me up with this ended up buying a set of six for himself too <laughs> just because when i told him the story basis he just had to try it check it out so it was a lot of fun i just that's going to be a surprising one on my years list because i would not have expected to like that run at all I mean, just the way it started and everything. <laughs> and then we checked out Vampirella 1992, our last one for this this week. Uh, I did uh, so Red Sonia, I believe, 1985 or 86. A little while back, and that was a lot of parody fun. Interesting. I was expecting more of the same with this. I expected this to be the same style concept, but it was totally different. It starts out with a cosplay chick. She's all getting ready to go to a cosplay show, a, com a comic con or whatever, and she meets up with a couple other girls. And at the same point, while this is going on, there's this other weird ass character that likes wearing a dog face and he's got a really messed up dog and he's a mass murderer well not a mass murderer he's a uh, uh, and then the jack the ripper style the ongoing murderer <laughs> uh, duh <laughs> eh, you know what i'm talking about i'm sure but serial killer <laughs> And he chops the people up, feeds their hearts to his dog, to his little puppy, and stuff like that. A very strange character. But they cross over with him and this Comic Con type thing, and the, the girls basically dress up as Vampirella. Um, oh, Vampirella, Red Sonia, and. I want to have chastity is stuck in my head for the other gal, but I know I'm wrong on that. But uh, it's fun watching this. Their little cosplay thing and them interacting with the characters and this vampy chick keeps getting blood on her and she has issues of blood. Little dog head guy and all his idiots come in guns a blazing so they basically are kind of mass murder serial killer style but he's got an obsession with hearts and stuff and then you get to see this godlike character 
Zeus's type gentleman come down and do something that it, it looks like he's trying to give the girls powers, but I don't know if he actually did. I mean, kind of did, but I it kind of make kind of makes it sound like the girls were the girls that they were anyways. So it's just a whole interesting thing how they. Once they get the power on, and then they sit there and start attacking the dog characters' clan, and it's basically an all-out brawl between all that going on, and then we see some flashbacks and things with Vampirella and Dracula, and we also see Vampirella going back to her hotel and some characters coming and hunting her down uh, after the whole cosplay thing. And yeah, it's it's not at all what I expected, but it was an enjoyable story. It was an enjoyable one shot, but just after reading the Red Sonia one, which I expected to hate, and really liking that one, and then reading this one, expecting the love and liking it, but it just I wanted more hilarity. I wanted more fallback style parody type stuff. Oh, well. This was a long one today with the comic section, but that's good. We got caught up, got through all the comics. Now I can start reading a bunch more. And (laughs) I will get back to you in a bit with the MS portion. Okay, let's get to some MS stuff. Starting off, I'm going to give you some multiple sclerosis resources such as Under the Cull of MS, the National Multiple Sclerosis Society, the MS International Federation, the Multiple Sclerosis Association of America, the International Progressive MS Alliance, the Multiple Sclerosis Foundation, MS Focus, the MS Coalition, Real Talk MS Podcast, MS Community Pages, uh, what What's the Matter With Me podcast, MS Navigators, uh, you can check on the clinical trials, uh, patients getting paid I've mentioned before, patient assistance programs from companies like Abagio, Avenex, Betacerone, Copaxone, Jelenia, Latopa, Lemtrada, Orcavis, Plegridi, Rebif, Tecfidera, Tesabri, Mavenclad, and almost every drug out there has uh, assistance programs and also programs to talk about the medication. Uh, you can get together for lunch and dinner meetings and stuff like that and learn more about MS and medications that help. MS blogs. Questions for your doctor, diary and notes are always good. Phone apps like my MS Diary, MS Buddy, etc. And there's tons of information out there. Just look for different groups and stuff and find the things that are things that you take. Get with those groups and things that relate to you. Don't just jump in anything and end up getting information you don't need. If you want to try to strengthen your immune system, especially in these COVID times and stuff, you can try 
supplements like vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, elderberry, euchanasia, garlic, and there's tons more. Uh, you can make several lifestyle and dietary changes to strengthen your immune system, including reducing sugar intake, staying hydrated, working out regularly, good sleep, manage stress, and then none of these suggestions can prevent COVID-19, but they may reinforce your body's defenses against harmful pathogens like that. Uh, then if you have any, if you don't take magnesium or if your blood tests and stuff show deficiencies or whatever, uh, magnesium deficiency issues can be muscle twitches, tremors, cramps, uh, which I don't understand because I'm up to, I doubled my magnesium, basically triple it, but I take it twice a day. And then I added potassium, and my cramping issues have not gotten any better. My muscle twitching is actually amped up, so I don't know. Either I got a shitty company that I'm getting my pills from or something. May cause mental numbness, lack of emotion, delirium, and even coma. <laughs> Increased risk of osteoporosis and bone fractures may cause fatigue and muscle weakness, may raise the blood pressure. It's been associated with severe asthma and magnesium deficiency as can cause heart arrhythmia, irregular heartbeats. Best sources for magnesium are almonds, pumpkin seeds, which that surprised me. I didn't know they'd have it. Dark chocolate, peanuts, popcorn, flax seeds, sunflower seeds, chia seeds, cocoa, coffee, cashews, hazelnuts, and oats. So get those in your system if you're having any issues. Then we're talking about getting back to our intermittent fasting as soon as I get my DMD, which... I've been talking about my plan for that flush and everything for a while, but it's just not getting my damn medication. So until that happens, it doesn't pay to start this. Cause it's gonna, there's things that are going to change around and fluctuate, so I want to kind of basis everything around it. But if you want to get into intermittent fasting, um, the eight-hour diet in 2013 basically made it popular. Eating all your daily food in an eight-hour period was popular with people like Hugh Jackman, Beyonce, 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 Nicole Kidman, Miranda Kerr, and Benedict Cumberbatch all did did it for their movies and stuff. Uh, limiting when you eat instead of what you eat has some benefits which may be weight loss, improved metabolic health, protection from disease, a longer lifespan, and so on. Do your research. It can be dangerous for people with low blood sugar, if you're diabetic or something like that. Check with your doctor. Let them know what you're planning on doing. Uh, some popular methods of intermittent fasting are 
16-8, which is where you fast for 16 hours and eat during the eight-hour window every day. And that's pretty much what I was doing, the 14 to 16-hour fast. 5-2 uh, or fast diet, which is eating 500 to 600 calories for two days of the week and eating normal for the other five days. That actually doesn't sound too bad, but those two days are days that you're your hunger imbalance is going to be way off because you're only doing it two days out of the week. So the other days you're stuck. It's amazing how much you can, like when I start eating breakfast, all of a sudden my stomach starts growling before I even wake up because I had breakfast a couple of days. And it's like, it's not once breakfast all the time. It's like, no, this ain't happening. So I prefer to fast and wait till later in the day to eat. Uh, the eat, stop, eat diet, one or two 24 hour fast per week, uh, alternate day fasting where you fast every other day by not eating or very limited to a few hundred calories. The warrior diet where you survive on small amounts of fruits and vegetables during the day and one huge meal at night. No thanks. Uh, spontaneous meal skipping. Skip one or two meals when not hungry or too busy. And that's just common basis. If you shouldn't eat if you're not hungry. But yeah, try those out if you want to get into intermittent fasting. And then inflammation and pain fighting tonics. There's baking soda and water. Only consume it short term. Take a quarter teaspoon of baking soda, 8 to 12, and mix it in with 8 to 12 ounces of water. Drink after a meal two times a week, but don't do it for anything more than four weeks. Uh, then if you want to do it again, six months or a year, do it again. But do not stay on it. It's not good for your body to constantly get that baking soda. Uh, parsley and ginger green juice. Basically, you need a juicer. Take a large hand, a handful of parsley, two cups of spinach, a green apple, a lemon, a small cucumber, two to three stalks celery, and one to two inches of ginger. Drink once daily for eight to 12 weeks. You like the juices? I can't stand them myself. I've never had one that tasted worth a shit. Uh, you can drink one to one and two-thirds cups of lemon and turmeric tonic every day for up to four weeks. Basically, in a small saucepan, combine a tablespoon of fresh grated turmeric. Oh, it's going to be nasty. One tablespoon fresh grated ginger, the juice of one lemon, the rind of the lemon, and three cups water. And then optional, you can add one to two tablespoons maple syrup or honey, or a pinch of cayenne pepper if you need it, any of those for taste. Then bring it to sim to simmer medium medium high heat. Then turn the heat off. Don't boil it. You do not want to let it boil. Strain it and divide it into 
It's good in the fridge for up to three days. You can drink it just warm. So it's, that's a, enough supply to last you for a little while. Then you can also do one to two cups of bone broth a day, or you can eat it as soup. Bone broth, excellent for you. He's not hard to make, but they got enough good ones in the store you can just pick up. If you ever heard of guided imagery, it is a method for managing stress and relaxation technique using positive visualization like a mountain scene, a nice beach, a peaceful meadow, or something like that, whatever takes you to your happy place. It's also known as visualization or guided meditation. It may help reduce stress or anxiety, promote relaxation, or ease various symptoms related to stress. Focused relaxation involves concentrating on a Specific object, sound, or experiences in order to calm your mind. In guided meditation, you're intentionally thinking of a peaceful place or a scenario, your happy place. The goal is to promote a calm state through relaxation and mindfulness. The idea is that your body reacts to your own thoughts. Uh, basically, by calming your mind and body, you may be better able to cope with mental, emotional, and physical stresses. It may reduce anxiety and stress, improve sleep, decrease pain, redu- reduce depression symptoms. You can get started basically by finding a quiet spot, a couch, a bed, a chair, outside, on a yoga mat, or wherever you're most comfortable. You can do it sitting, walking, standing, it doesn't matter. Uh, Laying. Guided imagery, audio recordings are optional. Headphones, earbuds, all optional. YouTube, Headspace app, Simply Being app. A Healthier Mission, Michigan podcast, and so on are places you can find to listen to guided medica- meditation and stuff like that. So you would look for what works best for you or just play some nature sounds or some flowing rivers in the background or whatever. Or just go to your happy place. Mine's a corner that's tucked into some mountains that no one can get to except for one entrance in. I got a flowing waterfall and river alongside the cabin and a pond. And the perfect little spot for me. Me alone. Get your own. Get out. Get out. Fine. <laughs> your own place. Your own happy place. <laughs> uh How to do guided imagery. Basically, sit or lie down in a quiet, comfortable area. Close your eyes. Take several deep breaths. 
inhale and exhale deeply and keep breathing deeply as you continue this relaxation technique. Imagine a peaceful scene like a lush forest, majestic mountain range, or a quiet tropical beach, or think of a favorite place in nature that makes you feel relaxed. <laughs> think of the details in the scene. Imagine the sounds, the sense, the sensations of being in this peaceful, calming place as the bug all of a sudden just crawls up your nostril or in your ear cavity <laughs> or starts licking the water from your eyes. <laughs> Those things happen too. They're good distractions you got to work around. Envision a path in your scene. Picture yourself walking along the path, imagining the details and sounds as you walk this path. Relax in your scene for several minutes. Continue breathing deeply. After 15 minutes, count to three and open your eyes and feel refreshed. Just stay the hell out of my happy place. <laughs> hey, some current types of disease-modifying forms of MS. Uh, yeah, Copaxone, Jelenia, Tisabri, Abagio, Ocrevus, Tecpidera, Ampira, Fingolimod, Natilizumod, Teraflunamide, Mazent, Ocrelizumod, Mavenclod, Cladribine, Zaposia, Kazimta, Ozanamod, Zipanamod, <laughs> Rebif, Avenix, Prednisone, Betaserone, Avenix, Pen, Clatirimer, uh, Dale. Fampridine, just a variety of different things that they got out there for us nowadays. Uh, uh, there's Daniel Carzillo is a hockey player. He's promoting uh, traumatic brain injury treatment, basically head-to-head, head-on collision, uh, kids in sports, stuff like that. I want to look more into that. I believe he played for the Blackhawks, pretty sure. But uh, I want to look into that because I'm big on the whole traumatic brain injury. I want to really go deep diving in on, a, on that and possibly write at least a paper for it or something related to it and cognitive performance enhancement and stuff like that. And just children with sports. I mean, Christ, when I was a kid, I couldn't believe some of the impacts I take. I mean, we even had, <laughs> I remember times where our football coaches and stuff would grab us by our shirts and slam our heads together and stuff. It's like, I just can't believe this shit was allowed. Why they would have allowed coaches to be kids that just got out of high school and stuff like that. It's just so ignorant. But it doesn't mean shit. We're damaged. They don't give a shit. 
But yet other people can go back 50 years on things that happened and <laughs> we can't do shit. But yeah, well, I really look into doing some research on cognitive performance enhancement and things you can do to protect kids' heads and looking into the relationship of multiple sclerosis and traumatic brain injury and stuff like that. Uh, and cog fog is a big part of it. But uh, I've been looking into things like MCT oil. Uh, you can add it to your coffee and basically your CBDs and tinctures. Uh, but MCT oil is a good, uh, highly acknowledged form of it for MS. And myotin is good for cog fog and fatigue help. So I want to look into that some more. Yeah, I'm going to be working with, with my new MS neurologist on working on some different meds and stuff. So we're going to see what what things do what and whether they're worth even trying. But uh, For pain, they have aroma leaf, hemp pain relief. You can try out. It's got like glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, menthol, eroanine, and aloe vera in it. So it's something interesting to check out and see if it helps with any of your issues if you have those issues uh that's it for the ms stuff today i give a little mention and uh, we have i uh, follow my facebook at all you'll see my outdoor camera pictures every now and then with my little tippy toe and monkey joe squirrels but now this year we have a smaller squirrel that i believe is their child and it's my little x2 squirrel because this the other day i swear to god he jumped straight up in the air and kicked his left leg out like he was doing a ninja jumping squirrel jumping flying front kick thing. <laughs> it's just hilarious and then if you watch him he'll constantly play with other squirrels and they'll be doing flips and hopping in between the trees as they're running between the tree lines. And it just, oh, he just cracks me up. He's constantly hopping all over the place. But unlike the other squirrels, he's just doing completely different movements. And let's end it with old-timey joke here. What do we got? We got two roofer apprentices. We're putting shingles on our roof. On their first day on the job, one wor one worker noticed his buddy kept throwing about every other nail over his shoulder. It went on for a while, so he asked him, Hey, why are you throwing all those good nails away? The other roofer held up a nail and said, See, some of these nails have the head on the wrong side. <laughs> His partner says, you stupid shithead, said the other guy. Those nails go on the other side of the roof. <laughs> uh, that was a funny one. <laughs> All right, that's it for the show. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Kick Chad Monster. Check out Under the Call of MS. No, <laughs> Under the Call. <laughs> You're already checking out under the call of mass. Uh, Gerald Crimson Color Comic Club. I think it's been a while. There might be a new AB conversation coming out, I think. <laughs> it is the middle of the year, like a 
they should add like a Fourth of July episode or something. But uh, maybe we'll see him again here pretty soon, or we'll have to wait till the fall. We get get around Halloween, Thanksgiving, or something. Pretty sure they're gonna get back together. But yeah, be good, and we will get back to you with some more interesting stuff someday, hopefully soon.